Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life from music, career, family and relationships and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that sometimes are hard to have with other people. Well, we're not ashamed to have those conversations right here. So join me as I spill tea on every topic you ever thought about, talked about, or whispered about. Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. Welcome back. It is definitely time for some tea. I know that we have all at some point have taken the role of caregiver, whether it was for a family member, whether it was temporary, or we know someone that has been a caregiver. We know the struggles that we can assume when we are caring for our family members or others. It can be challenging. It can be stressful. It can make you feel emotions that you never thought that you would feel. And yet somehow we always find the strength to get past it, to move forward. And that's why I am so happy today. We're going to be talking and spilling some tea with Ashley and Miriam. Ashley is the author of Lost Travel Found, Turning Pain into Purpose. And Miriam is the author of Caregiver 2.0, From Burnout to Powerhouse. These amazing women are here today to share their story and to hopefully help you and touch on something that maybe you have been dealing with. You know, we all need, you know, a way to channel our energy. And when we're talking to other people that have either gone through what we're going, what we have been through, experienced it, and then it makes us feel like we're not alone. And no one should ever feel like they are alone when they are dealing with something. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so Thank you. much for having us. <laughs> it, it is very, um, I'm very honored to have both of you here. I have read a little bit about your stories and the, the things that, you know, people always, I know they ask, how did you do it? But, you know, when you're in the midst of it, I know y'all probably was like, you know what? autopilot. Like <laughs> I needed to be there. So I did what I had to do. Exactly. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so which one of y'all, I mean, either one of y'all just start, tell us a little bit about your journey and your books because they are amazing. You know, especially for anyone that's going through anything, these books are like, you know, I cried in some parts, like, oh my gosh, like I, I've never been a caregiver to a family member, but I watched my mom be a caregiver to, you know, my, one of my uncles and just, it was like, wow, she was probably feeling this way. And I didn't even realize what she was going through because on the outside, she made it look easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we all do. Caregivers, um, they don't show their emotions. And, you know, first of all, I'm Miriam Baldewijn. I live in the Netherlands and I've been a caregiver for, more than 20 years now and today I'm a happy confident strong woman but it wasn't always like this of course you know there was a time when my husband was a diabetic and he suffered from kidney failure and sorry he had a kidney transplant kidney pancreas transplant surgery uh, more than 18 years ago 
And while he was on dialysis, I was the cook, the cleaner, the driver, working full time, um, doing everything. And I wasn't taking care of myself. And that led to burnout. I burned out. And <clears throat> sorry, it wasn't until a social worker in the hospital asked me the question, Miriam, how are you doing? It's a simple question. But this question was, it was my wake up call because I cried, I sobbed for many minutes. And I was mad at that woman for asking me that question because I didn't want to, I didn't want my husband to see me like that. Mm. We weren't married yet at that time, by the way, but um, I was taking care of my husband-to-be. And when I got home, I looked in the mirror and asked myself, Miriam, what are you going to do for you? Mm-hmm. When are you going to start taking care of Miriam? I knew the answer, but I couldn't get those words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's when I woke up more than 20, more than, yeah, more than 20 years ago. I finally woke up and I started investing in myself. And with investing in myself, I mean, I, I, started with looking for possibilities, started asking for help um, doing self-care and it didn't go overnight, not at all. And it wasn't easy, I'm not gonna lie. Because asking for help is, it was a big issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I had no choice. It was either that uh, or, you know, it, it could totally go wrong. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my health care, you know, my health, sorry. And um, yeah, I started using techniques and tools. And today, you know, I'm so grateful that I can share um, these techniques and tools with fellow caregivers, with anyone. Because burnout, it can happen to anyone, not only caregivers. So um, I talk about asking for help, possibilities, self-care, doing self-care, setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. I talk about this in my book, Caregiver 2.0, From Burnout to Powerhouse. And I'm so happy because last year in August, I was searching uh, on Facebook for a group and I ended up in Ashley's group. <laughs> so that's how Ashley and I met each other, my sister from another mister. Um, and yeah, we, we are on a mission to let caregivers know that they are not alone and that we appreciate them. That it's so important to do self-care because self-care isn't, it isn't selfish. Not far from it. I yeah. love that how y'all two met. So Ashley, jump in, tell us about your story, your journey. Yeah, definitely, thank you. So my name is Ashley Jackson and I've been a caregiver um, for over four years now uh, to my husband, uh, which he was not my husband at the time. Um, He had just proposed to me actually uh, back in January of 2017, he proposed to me. And then March 28th of 2017 is when we got the uh, rare cancer diagnosis and it was in stage four by the time he had gotten diagnosed. So at that point, the only thing I knew about cancer and stage four cancer was death. Mm -hmm. So I immediately 
you know, I'm very concerned. I try not to show that concern. Um, but you know, I literally just got a fiance and now you're telling me he has this rare cancer and you know, we immediately uh, jump into treatments and uh, which look like chemotherapy and radiation to fight this cancer. And uh, he had a major surgery, which was really scary. Uh, you know, it, it left him physically altered for life. Uh, so we also had to work through that, the emotions and the trauma behind that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we did end up being able to get married, but, you know, like Miriam said, <laughs> you're, the, you're everything as a family caregiver. You're, you know, I, I was a sole breadwinner. I had to drive him an hour and a half one way to his treatment. I had to cook. I had to clean. I was also planning our wedding because he refused to postpone our wedding because that was his whole thing was I'm only getting this treatment so that we can get married so I can get better so we can get married. So I'm our wedding planner on top of that. And uh, just all the ups and downs, even with planning a wedding on top of also, you know, trying to see if I'm actually going to get to marry the person that I'm planning a wedding for and with. And it's just so much, you know, caregivers go through so much physically and mentally mm -hmm. uh, that the mental can actually manifest itself physically. Um, I, I burnt out, you know, I spun out, burnt out, all of it. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, burnout uh, presented itself physically in migraines and stomach ulcers. And, you know, the depression, weight gain, mm -hmm. so much because like Marion mentioned, we don't want to show emotion. So I bottled mine up. And, you know, when people are asking, well, how are you? They don't want to hear some of the things that you really are going through. You know, they want to hear you're fine. Troy's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. You know, he's getting through those chemo treatments, but they don't really want to know that I you know, was what I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And um, it's hard to, to express those feelings and those thoughts, but um, Mary and I are trying to teach and tell other caregivers to express your feelings, your emotions, because it's very therapeutic. Um, you know, so I got to a point where I had to learn what was going to work for me to get out of that burnout. And it wasn't overnight where I woke up one day and said, I'm going to, you know, be better today. You know, it's a gradual thing. And still to this day, I still have to work on my self-care and, you know, what that may look like. Maybe I can only do 10 minutes one day, but the next day can be two hours. Um, you just have to figure out a system that works best for you and what your self-care may look like, because my self-care is going to be different than yours and different than Miriam's. That's true. And that's something I had to learn along the way and still learning, still practicing. And, uh, you know, it got to uh, 
we had some scary times with um, Troy's cancer um, treatment and such. But uh, thank God, March of 2020, he was deemed cancer free. And that's what kind of led me to this point where, okay, great, this is what we've been praying and hoping for. But now what do I do with myself? Because Ashley's identity got wrapped up into being a caregiver and his treatments. I didn't know what I wanted anymore. So I invested in myself and I got a business coach and together just talking about my ups and downs, my likes, my dislikes, my passions. Uh, Timeless Dream Events was born and I am a special events planner for the terminally and chronically ill and their loved ones. So I help plan any kind of event that you may need on a short notice if need be. And then a couple months after I launched is when I met Miriam and she told me she was writing about her caregiving journey. And I'm like, I started that, but I gave it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to get back into it because she encouraged me to get back into it. And June of this year, so June 18th, uh, 2021, I launched my book, Lost Travel Found, Turning Pain into Purpose. And it's about my grief and caregiving journey and my Phoenix Rising story. So I'm excited um, to share and and bring light and hope in the world. I love that you're, that how you both connected, like that was like, divine intervention kind of say like you were Uh meant to meet each other and you were right y'all both had your own identities before this you know we we go into relationships or we meet people and you know it it could be you know like sometimes you meet like your best friend and you don't know what's going to happen next that you may be that that caregiver and especially for you Miriam like you had a whole plus size um, clothing line at one point yeah like you were your own person with your own identity your own dreams and all these things. And I know you love your husband, but you know, you never expected to take on this role of, um, I need to put my dreams a little bit on the back burner because I need to show up here and be this, you know, be the caregiver, be the person, you know, because you love your partner, you know, so you step up and you do those things. And like you said, Ashley, you get lost. And when things start to do, you know, do better, which is what you want, but it's like, well, who am I now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm also the, the, the caregiver of my brother who had a stroke back in 2012. Wow. Uh, I had him on the phone while he had a stroke and he was partially paralyzed. Um, he couldn't walk or talk. And thank God today he can walk and talk again, although his right arm isn't functioning for 100% but he's still alive. So I'm the caregiver to both of these wonderful men. Um, You know, but what we have experienced, both Ashley and I, um, what we have experienced um, made us the person we are today, made us the woman we are today. Mm -hmm. And we are so committed to let the world know what caregivers go through. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the main reasons why I decided to write my book, Caregiver 2.0, and also the reason why I decided to guide, to coach caregivers. And 
I, I know that both Ashley and I, we are so amazed that our, both our books were launched in June, 2021, two months ago. And these books have been number one Amazon hot new releases for several times. So yes, people need to hear our story. People want to hear our story. And it's a wonderful feeling knowing that, that you're helping others by sharing your story. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling that you're helping others by sharing your story. And that's, that gives us the power to continue, to continue with our mission. It we is. are still learning, like Ashley mentioned before, we are still learning. I'm, I'm, I'm the teacher, but I'm also the student mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm still learning. You have a, you, so you have an actual, um, you do classes? You're... Yes, I, I, it's a six-week live online program, uh, group coaching or one-on-one coaching. I love that. But most caregivers prefer one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, just because it's personalized and they, I think anyone, you know, you want that one-on-one because you feel so alone sometimes as a caregiver, you know, and then, you know, just to have that support, but just the option that you can do a group that you can share. I love that you offer both. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it's okay to do the one-on-one coaching because like you said, many caregivers, they prefer to be with just the coach, with just the person who listens. And it differs per person, it differs per caregiver, mm-hmm. what part of their uh, mindset they have outgrown, what what level, what's their next level for, you know, for someone it, it can be asking for help. I wanna learn how to ask for help. For the other one, it can be, I wanna learn how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. So whenever, it doesn't matter what they need, I support them, I guide them, I coach them because I want to see results. Yes. And I want to prevent them from another burnout or to get to burnout city. I don't want them to go to burnout city. (laughs) It's a nasty place. It is. And you had mentioned one time about, you know, asking for help was like the hardest part for you being able to ask for help, what point did you just like, you know what, I need help at this moment. Like I've done all I can do and I really need help because there's guilt associated with help. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. When I burnt out, when, when I um, discovered uh, my burnout, my husband Martin was recovering from his kidney pancreas transplant surgery in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I left him for one week. Mm-hmm. I went to my home country in South America, and there were a lot of family members who could take care of him here. I mean, he was in the hospital, and the nurses were taking good care of him. And um, in that week, I I thought a lot of what had happened and could happen. And one of the main things I discovered I needed to do was ask for help. Mm-hmm. Because if I got help, for instance, someone would say, Miriam, I, I will cook for you. I will prepare dinner. Then I didn't have to do it myself. And then I could do something I enjoy. 
-hmm. instead of cooking, taking care of myself. And once I discovered that I could do that, I wanted more. And I started with journaling three to five minutes. I started with five minute reading exercises. Those five minutes became 10 minutes, 10 minutes became 15. And because you want more, you feel better. And the result was or is that I became a better caregiver. I love it. What about you, Ashley? Yeah, I was going to piggyback off of what Miriam said. And, you know, definitely when you start with those baby steps, the three to five minutes, and you find how much you are enjoying, you are hungry and thirsty for more. So you keep adding and, um, you know, it turns into an hour, then a couple hours and heck, maybe even a whole day. Because <laughs> there's, there's some days where I just, don't want to do anything like I I want to sit and watch reality TV or I want to read a book all day and drink a glass of wine like I'm reading or I'm watching TV leave me alone yeah. uh, um, you know uh something else I've learned too which is um you know I consider self-care you know with, with the boundaries thing I've had to tell my husband, like, hey, um, especially during my writing process, mm -hmm. hey, when this door is shut, that means I'm working. Mm -hmm. I might not be working, working, but I'm writing, I'm, you know, recording something. I, when this door is closed, please, you know, this is me time right now. Mm -hmm. And just setting those, those boundaries and letting people know you know, and it's all about how you tell them to. Yes. You know, I, I believe that's, you know, important how you say it, how you present it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is something I need to do for me. When you see the store closed or, you know, from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., I will not be available. You know, call me before or after, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely have had to learn to schedule. I learned that from Miriam. Um, cause if I don't see it, like if I see other appointments written in my, <laughs> in my, yes. um, calendar, you know, it will happen, but if I don't see it written, it won't happen. So you have to learn to schedule. It sounds silly, but you have to learn to schedule it. Um, you know, one of my favorite things to do is, uh, listen to music because mm -hmm. even one song can transport you to, to any yeah. kind of mood, I think. Yes. <laughs> and I like to drive around. Uh, I talk a lot about driving and music in my book. Uh, I did this a lot with my dad who, who passed suddenly. Um, um, it'll be 10 years um, next week. Uh, and we did that on the way to Troy's treatments, listening to music and driving. So a lot of my self-care, you know, is bottled up into music. And um, it's funny because there's sometimes when I'll go out to my car to hide. Yeah. And my husband will text me and ask me, where are you? And I can see him like looking and I'll like put, put the seat down. <laughs> because there's just sometimes when you just, you don't want to be found and that's okay. It's okay. 
you have yeah. to have your self-care because what I learned is if I don't take care of my vessel, my temple, and I become ill, who's going to take care of Troy, my husband, like me? Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to take care of him like me. So I have to protect my temple in order to be able to help take care of his. That's so true. And earlier you were talking about how sometimes like you were, when you were burnt out, how you, you were bottling up all these emotions and they were manifesting themselves in the way of headaches and, and ulcers. And sometimes we don't realize that, you know what, we're at that stage of burnout, but, you know, sometimes we can prevent it before we get to the headaches. You know, sometimes we can feel the anxiety bubbling up before that even happens. And with your situation was a little bit different because, you know, y'all just got engaged, you know, and then you get the news and, and I'm sure like he had family members or people that wanted to kind of step in, but, you know, as a wife, it's hard to say, yeah, you can do it. Like, no, I got it. I'm going to take to every appointment. I'm going to work. I'm going to do all these things because I am, you know, it's my responsibility. Like you feel like you're the only one that can do it. And if you don't, then you feel crappy because you you should be able to. Right. And that was my whole, you know, thought process because he had just proposed and, and this was just all in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, he had just proposed and then we got this diagnosis. So in my head, I was thinking, well, what am I going to look like to his family if I just spaz out now and just mm-hmm. say like, I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do this. You know, what would that look like? Um, because I watched my mom take care of her mom and she made it seem so easy. Yeah. You know, like you said in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, my mom's gonna, you know, she'll help me, but like, what, what, what would his mom think? Mm -hmm. You know? So, and that was just all things in my head, negative thoughts in my head, because not at one time did she, my mother-in-law ever think anything ill of me. Yeah. in the way that I took care of her son. As a matter of fact, there's been, and she doesn't show too much emotion, but there's been two or three times where she has come up to me and my mom and hugged us both and said, thank you for saving my son. Thank you wow. for taking care of him. So she has acknowledged, mm-hmm. you know, the care that I've given to, to her son, my husband. Yeah. Um, so all those negative thoughts that usually caregivers are putting on themselves, we mm-hmm. need to stop that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you hear stories of uh, people just leaving their husband. Mm-hmm. Yes. We chose not to. Mm-hmm. And, they, and stay and support and take care of our husbands, no matter what. And just like Ashley said, we, we often think, okay, what will others think of me? Mm-hmm. And that's why back then we decided to wear our super shiro cape. Yes. Like we can take, we can do it all. No, I don't need help. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can do this alone. Yes, you do. Yes. And it doesn't matter if a neighbor asks you, hey, can I drive you to the hospital or can I get you groceries? Can I, can I please say yes and accept it? Accept the help, please. <laughs> Don't be like Ashley and me and say, no, I got it. Please accept help. Yes, it's, it's okay not to be strong and in control all the time. It's okay to be human. Mm-hmm. It's okay. 
any other tips or word of advice for, you know, any of my listeners out there that to really like give them the push to say, you know what, I can do this and I can get through it. Well, first of all, suspend all the disbeliefs like, oh, I can't do this. Or once you stop doing that, mm-hmm. you will see that you that there are possibilities. Grab those opportunities. In my book, I talk about my acronym follow, follow. The F stands for forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. The O for see and grab opportunities. The L listen to your gut, learn new things, you know, and know your worth because you are worthy of a wonderful life too. Uh, yeah. So I, I love that, Miriam, how you always say that we are so deserving of a wonderful life because we really are. And until more caregivers believe that and trust in that, um, that's why we're on this mission. <laughs> so, you know, I, I like to, you know, let people know that live each day to its fullest. You never know, you know, when your last breath is going to be. So you might as well, you know, live each day to the best of your ability that you can. Um, some might be more limited than others, but find the joys in each day. You know, um, I'm thankful I woke up today. I'm thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful I have a car. You know, even even though that sounds simplistic, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so because of all the things that I've been through, losing my father at a young age, um, suddenly with no goodbye, uh, almost losing my husband, And now that he is on his maintenance recovery path, we live each day to the fullest that we can. If there's, you know, even within the realm of the pandemic. So if Mm -hmm. there's things that we can do um, safely, we do it. Mm -hmm. We go live our lives how we can because life is so precious. So, um, one of the things that my dad used to tell my brother and I is you can either have your butt prints on the couch or your footprints in the sand. What are you going to do today to chase your dreams? I love that. <laughs> so in essence, you can either sit there, think about it, watch TV all day, or you can put a plan together so that you can get out there and whatever your dream is. It doesn't have to be a beach. His his was the beach. Mm-hmm. So was mine. I lo- I'm Pisces. I can't help it. I love water. <laughs> um, so, you know, it could be the mountains or whatever. Whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever your beach is, whatever your goal, your dream is, get after it. Yeah. Even if it takes you a year or if it takes you six months, whatever do something each day a little bit by little bit to get you there baby steps but baby steps but radical action yep exactly i love that now for all of my listeners you can definitely find both ashley and Marion book on amazon like they said number one best-selling amazon booksellers like that is amazing and these (laughs) books will really help you they will guide you just having that connection with someone else that has, you know, been in your shoes, or if you know someone that's going through, you know, issues with, you know, being a caregiver, you know, some motivation, inspiration, sometimes that's all we need. 
to get us started to saying, you know what, I, I do need help. I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to let other people in so I'm not alone because you don't have to take the journey by yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, where else can it do y'all? I know you do a lot of, y'all both do a lot of things. Tell our audience where they can find you, connect with you. We are all over the place, all over social media, <laughs> like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Miriam Baldwin, uh, MiriamBaldwin.com is my website. Um, there you can find more information about my uh, program. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Clubhouse, all Miriam Baldwin. And um, Ashley, am I forgetting some other places? LinkedIn, LinkedIn. also Miriam Baldwin. So please send, send an email or a message, a DM, whenever you have questions, and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. I love that. Absolutely. And just like Miriam, I'm everywhere too, at <laughs> Timeless Dream Events is where you can find me on Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Clubhouse. I'm, I'm worldwide. <laughs> I love that. All, worldwide, everywhere. You know, you can't miss it. And don't worry if y'all weren't able to um, write down all this stuff. It will be in the show notes, so you will be able to connect with them. So I will have all that information in the show notes. You will not miss it please take advantage, get the books. You won't regret it, you know, and it's also a, get, a good gift to give as well. So, yes. you know, take advantage, help other people out. This is what it's all about. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing your stories thank to you. everyone. Y'all are touching millions of people and it's so much needed, so needed. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you. you. What an amazing and powerful conversation today. We are all caregivers in some form or fashion in our lives, whether we are caring for our kids, our parents as they get older, or a loved one, or you work in a profession that you are a caregiver constantly for different individuals. We all put on that caregiver's hat. And I love the fact that both Ashley and Miriam found a passion, found a way to connect with other people and give them the tools that they could use so they wouldn't get burnt out. And through their pain, they actually found a purpose. I love that. So moving, so touching, and just a real conversation about how life sometimes can give us lemons yet we can still find a way to make lemonade. Now, I will have both Ashley's and Miriam's contact information in the show notes so you can connect with them. They are trying to reach as many women as they can, and this can only help you. So reach out, connect, let them answer some questions you may have thought about you know, that's what this is all about, connecting to people and forming relationships that are lasting. Now, as we move over to our tea of the week, 
It is lemon ginger tea. Now, this is lively and flavorful ginger notes, peeking through the sweet lemon character, making it a delicious tea full of flavor. Now, this is actually one of my tea blends. With many more of my tea blends, if you have not yet checked out Beautifully Unbalanced, go to beautifullyunbalanced.com slash shop and get your tea today. Don't wait. Get it now. You will not regret. There is a tea for everyone, okay? Now, if you want to connect with me, if you want to be a guest on Time for Tea with Makita, hit me up. Or if you have suggestions for topics, You can email me at time, the number four, T, Makita, M-I-K-I-T-A, at gmail.com. And that will also be in the show notes as well. Thank you guys so much for sharing your energy and your time with me today. Until next time, namaste.